It grieves me to see how many Christians there are who live at a poor, low rate, both of service and comfort, and who go up and down dejecting and complaining. But how can they expect it should be otherwise while they live so carelessly? Oh, how little of their time is spent in the closet in searching, humbling, and quickening their hearts. We are on the last episode of the year here in this podcast, and we are covering Keeping the Heart by John Flavel. And we're going to conclude with his last chapter in this book, which is improving and applying the subject. That is the subject of keeping the heart with all diligence. John Flavel wants us to be Christians with zeal. He wants us to be Christians who love God, love others, who are who are about serving others, who have an increasing love for the Lord and his people. He does not want us to be lazy. He does not want us to drag our feet around. He does, us, does not want us to be despondent, unhappy Christians, but he wants us to be thriving Christians. He wants us to be Christians who are bearing fruit in every season of our lives. And so he puts before us the importance of keeping the heart with all diligence. He would consider this as a means of grace to every believer. He would actually even say that this is a mark of true Christianity. This is a mark of regeneration, that you keep your heart, that you look introspectively and you consider the the happenings of your heart, what's, what's going on in your heart. <clears throat> he says, I infer for their humiliation that unless the people of God spend more time and pains about their hearts than they ordinarily do, they are never like to do God much service or to possess much comfort in this world. As I said, he wants us to be full of zeal. He wants us to, to serve God. If we want to be useful unto the Lord, if we want to glorify God with our lives maximally, then let us keep our hearts. Let us look inward. Let us see what is in there that is preventing us from living zealously unto the Lord. Is not God worthy of our lives? I mean, certainly he is. He sent his own beloved son to die on the cross for our sins. So he He is worthy of our lives. And so let us give our lives, the entirety of our lives, for the worship of God in Christ. So let us look carefully to our own hearts and remove those obstacles that are there that prevent us from giving our lives as a sacrificial offering unto the Lord. Let us consider the worldly cares and encumbrances that might be there in our hearts that actually, here's the thing, we ought to consider what are the things that that are encumbrances, the things that that make it that make us neglect the diligent keeping of our hearts. I mean, one thing is entertainment. Right? We want to be we want to be entertained. We and so we will put on uh, the television, and even sometimes we might even put something good on. 
or sometimes we would just want to listen to a podcast. Maybe we're out for a walk or something and we want something to listen to, something to pass the time with. And in some cases, those things are good, right? If, if uh, listening to a, a podcast, even if it's something good, will will motivate you and, and get your and and get your your run in in the morning great that's wonderful but the thing that we are very bad at as Christians here today is we're not very good at thinking we're not very good at meditating and spending time in silence and solitude and so <clears throat> sometimes it is just it is always necessary to turn off the television put away the phone take off the earbuds to just think and meditate and consider our own hearts, you know, and so consider what are some of the things that are, that tend to distract you from keeping your heart with all diligence. Here are some advantages or things to reap from keeping your heart he says, John Bible says, the studying, observing, and diligently keeping your own heart will surprisingly help you to understand the deep mysteries of religion. In other words, you want do you want to know God more? Do you want to draw closer to Christ and understand his person? Then study your heart, observe your heart, diligently keep your heart. This will help you to understand the way of the Christian. This will help you to understand the scriptures. Secondly, the study and observation of your own heart will powerfully secure you against the dangerous and infecting errors of the times in which you live. Boy, and there are many upon many errors in the world. And many of these errors in the world uh, intend to pull you and draw you away from the Lord. And in many ways, they, they do so by appealing to your affections, appealing to your desires. So it is, it is necessary for us to keep our own hearts in order to keep ourselves from being distracted by the things of the world and from being led astray by every wind of doctrine that is out there in the world. Thirdly, your care and diligence in keeping your hearts will prove one of the best evidences of your sincerity i know no external act of religion in w- which truly distinguishes the sound from the unsound professor in other words this is how you keep your 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 heart and mind in harmony so that you are living rightly we're not looking to just be religious we're not looking to check off things on on our to-do list when it comes to the Christian walk. But no, we are looking to honor God with all of our lives. He does not, the Lord is not looking for people to only profess him outwardly or profess him only in name, but the heart be far distant from the Lord, but the way in which we keep ourselves sincere in our walk with the Lord is by keeping our heart. Fourthly, how comfortable and how profitable would all ordinances and duties be to you if your heart was faithfully kept? 
What lively communion might you have with God every time you approach him if your heart was in a right frame? So the keeping of the heart helps us to maintain our heart in a right frame so that in everything that we do, whether it is coming before the Lord in prayer and in the word or serving him in the church through some in some way, shape or form, that there is this vibrant communion with Christ in everything that we do because we do the work of maintaining our own hearts. Lastly, keep your heart and then the comforts of the spirit and the influence of all ordinances will be more fixed and lasting than they now are. Certainly, when we sin, we can be filled with shame and regret and remorse for our sins. And to some and for some of you, you might feel this guilt for a long time. This even if you should right go to the Lord and confess your sins before the Lord, it's easy for us to hang on to that guilt and that shame. But this is why we need to keep our hearts with all diligence so that we might remind ourselves that God is pleased with us, not because of anything that we did or failed to do, but because of Jesus Christ. The Lord is pleased with us because Christ's righteousness has been credited to our account through our faith in him. And so when we keep our hearts with all diligence, that's this tends to, to, to be a comfort or this should be a comfort to our own hearts and in this way the spirit will also bring comfort to your own heart in assuring you that you are in fact a child of the living god part of keeping the heart is speaking to yourself the very promises of god and even declaring to yourself the gospel of jesus christ so then brothers and sisters let us be about this great work let us Keep our hearts with all diligence. Let us be active in it. Let us do it with regularity. Let us spur each other on to do it. For this is a good work. This is intended to be a means of grace. This will help us grow in our zeal for the Lord and love for others, passion for the gospel, and it will help us to live rightly before him. I hope that you have found this helpful. I hope that you had a wonderful holiday season and that you have a great new year. And for next year, I'm not actually, I'm actually not sure if we will continue this, to be honest with you. I I do enjoy this and I do get a lot out of it. Uh, But I, I, I question whether or not this is actually, uh, if this is, I'm trying to figure out what, how exactly I should structure my time. And I, I don't want to, I'm not a person of numbers. I don't want to, I don't want to always think about like, how do we, how do we, you know, how do we as a church grow numerically for this, just for the sake of numbers. And when I, th- when I think about this podcast, it doesn't matter all that much to me how many people are listening, but to some degree it does matter uh, because it, le- it is a way to gauge whether or not this is a valuable use of one's time. And so given the, the number of people who listen to this on a regular basis, it's actually, I think it's kind of indicating to me that, 
you know, this might not, this was wonderful for the past few, the past few years, but there are other things that are fighting for my time. And so the fact that there aren't many listeners to this podcast, it kind of tells me, you know what, it, it might be time to put this down and give effort to other matters that would be helpful in the life of the church. So all that being said, <clears throat> uh, thinking through it and praying about it, but uh, if you don't see an episode for the first Sunday of January, then that means that I have decided that 2022 was the last year for this book review podcast. So I hope that you have enjoyed it. Feel free to, to comment, whether it is via email or send me a text or whatever way you desire to communicate. So, but I hope that you have enjoyed it. And if you are at, at Seacoast, I will see you soon.